This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Good music today, Rach. Uh, Thanks. 205 DGS. Going to talk some sports here, but I want I wanted to tell what happened to me last night. Uh... Andrew, you might get this. Wheels has reflux, but he hasn't had this happen. Uh, last night, this happened twice to me. And you, anyone out there who has acid reflux, maybe this has happened to you. You wake up in an absolute panic because in your sleep, you have like aspirated yep. acid into your lungs. Mm-hmm. And uh, this sounds dumb, but my biggest fear is not being able to breathe. You want to cut my head off, cut my head off, but don't make me not be able to breathe. It just, the panic of it is horrific. Mm-hmm. And that's how it was. It's like, I could literally, I could breathe because I'm still sitting here, but I could make maybe 20% breaths. Yeah. And everyone burned like the fires of hell. <sighs> and it took me, I'm not a get up guy. I'm a lay in bed and get through not being able to sleep. But both times I got up. And, like, when I feel like I need to throw up, I, like, run my hands under really cold water. That helps. I was doing that, which had no effect. But I'm like, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to make myself be able to breathe better. Went back to bed. Two hours later, happened again. Yeah. Terrible. That'll happen to me if I don't take my... I I think that's what it was. I forgot to take my medicine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If I don't take a Meprazole, I I just know that that's going to be happening to me that night. Yeah. And it's it's terrible. I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. Is your your chest sore? Which is deep. Like, I get... I get chest soreness like the whole next day. I, like you just feel like almost muscle soreness. Like Mine just was just like, the whole. I mean, it's not fun having your throat burn and your lungs, but right, the not right. being able to breathe thing just makes you. It's nuts. it's terrifying for like two full seconds when you wake up. You really think like, oh, I think I'm. Rich, you've had that like with uh, sleep paralysis, right? Yeah, I've definitely woke up, woken up, not being able to breathe or feeling like I couldn't breathe. Um, and then you just kind of like sit up, and it starts to happen, but it's. It's not fun, Dave. You're right. <laughs> not uh, we also a fun have sensation. a lot of sports to talk about. Yeah. Uh, what do you guys want to start with? I mean, we could do some Cardinal stuff. By the way, today is seven days till the first huh. official workout. Cool. So they report officially next Tuesday, but the first workout for pitchers and catchers is one week from today. Um. So in the olden days, I guess, like the pitchers, catchers show up, and then the first basemen show up on the very last day that they have to. <laughs> These days, do most of them get there pretty early? Oh, I'm sure a lot of them are there now. Oh, you wow. Know? Uh, yeah, and it, and it depends from year to year, right? I mean, there are players who will come in on report date um, and they come in you know, ready. I mean, everybody comes in ready. Nobody shows up there having to get into shape. Yeah. Unless you're recovering from an injury, in which case you're just continuing rehab. Uh, they all come in ready to go. Nobody needs a ton of buildup time. 
You know, they've been playing catch. They've been throwing off a mound. They've been hitting in the cage against velocity. They've been doing all those things. So most people, I think, most players are there early. I think I know, most years. I think I know the answer to this. But are they just wind and die? Not wind, but are they like when they're down there for spring training, everything's covered, their meals are covered, their place to stay is covered? Uh, no, I think uh, like they feed you at the ballpark, right? So they'll have breakfast and they usually have lunch, you know, in the clubhouse. Um, but th- my understanding is they have they're on their own for everything else. They don't oh, okay. you don't get they don't get paid at all in spring training. You don't get paid till the regular season. Just starts. learn something. Yeah. Uh, and that's been true for minor leaguers too for years. Uh-huh. That that's changing. That'd be tough because of the new negotiation. Well, yeah, because they don't have any money. Um, but the minor leaguers would be put up by the team in a hotel. Okay. Um, and given per diem and things like that, and that's still the case. Um, I don't think the major leaguers get okay. per diem in spring training. They might, but I know that when you're at home, you're they you know the breakfast they have breakfast made up by their team the team chef and then lunch also. So there's always food for the guys in the major yeah. league clubhouse. Gotcha. Yeah. Sorry for the interruption. No, no, it's a good question. Um, all right, so I don't know if you guys pay attention to these things. They're not, they're not super indicative of of what's going to happen, but they're interesting. Um, a lot of the analytics projections are coming out now. So there's one of the big ones that came out yesterday. I think it's called the Pakoda. Uh, Fangraphs came out with another one. So this is just them crunching numbers and using the crunching of numbers to determine where each team is going to finish. Right. So the Fangraphs ones came out today, and they have the Cardinals as the favorite to win the division and as the fourth best playoff odds in the National League. And it's interesting to me because that view would be relatively positive just coming from the analytics, right? Just looking at the numbers mm-hmm. uh, being crunched the way that they're crunched. at a, at a and, and Fangraphs is one of the top uh, analytics places you can find for baseball people. Um, but the feeling here is not that. Now, here's the thing. They still only project the Cardinals with 84 wins, 84 high, but they think that's going to win the division. Now, keep in mind numbers like this, projections, they, they tend to, like, have gravity towards the center. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't, like, projections don't like extreme good or yeah. extreme bad. They, yeah. they almost never do. So it doesn't mean that that's going to go that way. But if you were to ask a large percentage of the fan base, is this team the favorite to win the division? I think most people would say no. Are they the fourth best? Do they have the fourth best odds of making the playoffs? I think a lot of people would say no. But Vegas likes the Cardinals huh. better than a segment of Cardinals fans, so, and so do the numbers. I don't usually get in the weeds on things, but let me get in the weeds on this. Uh, is this taking like a five year average, or is it just looking at last year and then compared to this year? For example, if we're number one for eight years in a row, and then last year we we're number 28. Would they just go, ah, that that's the weird one. Throw that out. They'll yeah. probably be number one or two again. So the way that they do it for this kind of thing is they calculate each individual person on the team based on the inf- information that they have on that player. So if it's a veteran player, you've got a lot more information. If it's a younger player, you, have, you don't really know which direction they're really going to go, but they have the adjustments based on minor league numbers. Yeah. And then once they do each individual player – then they add it all together, and this gives them a rough win total, right? Okay. So, for, like the ultimate fantasy right. baseball. So for Nolan Arenado, you're probably going to see a projection that is about what his career averages are. Yeah. But all of these projection models have decline built in for aging players. Okay. So they've studied 
how do players typically age, and that's built into their projection systems. Who does this stuff? Oh, my God. Super smart math nerds. And I say nerd, like, lovingly because I'm a nerd, too. Um, And there there are people, these are the same types of things that people use to calculate economics, right? They're the same things that we use to calculate. Has AI hit baseball yet? Not that I'm aware of. Although, to it, you know what? I shouldn't say that. It to a degree it has but not big time like even at the at the younger levels last year the program that I coach in we were using a tool that would take a, you could upload video to this app and the app had AI that would assign the drills you should probably be doing to fix what it sees in that video analysis that qualifies yeah so it's there i don't think it's super prominent but it's going to be more so I mean, I mean, everything that benefits the world in terms of technology will benefit sports in some way or another. So um, I just thought that was an interesting thing that, you know, the numbers actually like the Cardinals a little bit better than a lot of people do. Although I don't know that a lot of people would look at 84, 85 wins as a really good year. Yeah. I think people would look at that as. What do you think? What's your gut? Uh, how good they'll be. Um, I think they'll be in the hunt for the division because the division is all jammed together, right? Cubs, Reds, Cardinals, Brewers are probably all in the same area. I think the Brewers took a step back, so maybe it's more those first three. I would say that the division winner wins less than 90 games at this stage. So if I were picking the Cardinals today, which I won't, I'll do that at the end of spring training when I know who's healthy and what the rookies look like. If I were picking today, I'd pick them around 86, 87 wins. And Peter Thiel is going to give me my all steroid. Have you Olympics, seen this? Uh, just from you. All right. So, you know, I mean, obviously we all know who Peter Thiel is. You can have your feelings about him one way or the other. Tell uh, everyone anyway. Well, he's the guy that, that was outed by a, a website called Gawker and that owned Deadspin and a few others. And he sued them because, and outed by mean, you know, as being homosexual and he sued them and won and they essentially had to sell off and largely went out of business. Um, and like Deadspin came up in a different form under different management, but it was a big deal. And he's a very big conservative donor. That's kind of his background. But he's putting on what he want, what he's calling the Olympics on steroids, like like literally steroids. So they're opening it up so that anybody that wants to compete in these enhanced games can take anything they want, any steroid, any performance enhancing drug, anything they want. It's all open. They want to see what people can do, even with the chemical help. And what's his purpose behind it? Fun? Make money? Irony? Make money, I think. I mean, I think they probably see it as a way. Now, it's not the full Olympics. It's going to be things like sprinting. It's going to be weightlifting, right? It's going to be, I think they had five or six different things, and it's all along those lines. Um, So it's not going to be like cross-country skiing or things like that. So some of these performance-enhancing drugs that people take, uh, pardon my ignorance, but are they legal? They're just not legal to use in sports? Well, that's this is where the question gets interesting. Most of them are illegal without a prescription from a doctor for a legitimate medical purpose. Okay. So that's where we get into the murkiness of like, okay, so where are you holding this? Because every country's got different rules. Um, using you know baseball as an example – some of the countries in South America or in the islands, they don't have strict rules on steroids. You can buy them at a pharmacy. Um, and that can be a difficulty for baseball, as an example, to police things. Um, but I don't know exactly how they're going to deal with that. If you're holding it in the United States, well, you can't, if, you, if, you, if, you, if you're taking 
Stanozolol, you can't. It's not, you can't just take it. You have to get a prescription from a doctor for a legitimate medical purpose. Um, and typically that purpose is not to be strong. You know, it's got to be to heal something. It's got to be for legitimate medical reasons. And I'm not sure how they're going to get around that. Or if it's just going to be, we're going to do our thing, and if anybody wants to come after us, they can come after us. Are you bothered uh, morally, existentially as a sports guy? I wouldn't say morally. I don't I don't get the point, to be honest with you. I don't understand why this would be. I mean, because, look, the differences aren't going to be. It's not like a guy is going to jump off the screen, right? It's not like if, if they were basketball players, they would be dunking at the top of the backboard. You're not going to really see the difference. You'll see that, oh, wow, he was two-tenths faster than the guy that was clean. Or he lifted 12 pounds more on the deadlift than the guy who was clean. Like, it won't be super visual, and that's why I don't think it's even a, I don't think it's even worth the effort because it's not a, they're not going to be a big visual difference in what you see. Because the differences that we're talking about in these areas are in the low percentages, right? There, you know, it's a five percent margin. It's a two percent margin. The difference between a gold and not even being in the Olympics is a tenth of a second. You know, so in some in some in some events, or yeah. two tenths of a second in some events. So you can't see that and perceive it. It's kind of like the baseball thing when we were watching all that happened. Did the home runs look different than they look now? I mean, there were more of them because there were more people performing at 100% of their capability on a day-to-day basis. You get a lot better recovery time. Yeah. Um, but did it? Did it, Did we see 600-foot home runs? Did we see anything that looked different than what we had seen in the past? Like, visually speaking, not really. You would only see it in the numbers and the total buildup yeah. of balls that go over the fence. Yeah. 24 DGS. So there's a lot going on uh, on Capitol Hill in D.C. And uh, John Hancock is here to help us make some sense of it. Hello, Johnny. Hey there. What's going on? So what are they trying to do and have they accomplished anything? Uh, what they're trying to do is pass this thing out of the Senate. It's a it's a border reform bill. It's got aid to train, aid to uh, uh, Israel and aid to Taiwan in it as well. And I don't know that it's – I don't think it's going to pass the Senate, but even if it does pass the Senate, I think it has zero chance in the House. So they're kind of spinning their wheels at this point. So I know that the narrative, at least on cable news, is that this is Donald Trump and he's stepping in and he's saying, I don't want this. I want to be able to run against Biden on how bad the border is. I want to be the hero. To what degree, John, do you think that is true, that that's actually happening or that that's actually having this effect? No, I think it's happening. I mean, Donald Trump said as much. And, you know, politically for him, he feels he's in a better, stronger position if the border isn't addressed. And uh, he's not trying to hide the ball here. He's been pretty out front about that. So is it all going to be wrapped up today as far as the, the voting on all this stuff? Should we know by tonight? Should. Uh, so they've got a procedural vote first. It usually is going to be the tell. Uh, whether, you know, if they, if they pass the rule, then that tells you they've got enough votes to pass it. Uh, I suspect they're not going to be able to. And, and they might. I mean, it's a close call. I know that Senator Langford from Oklahoma, who's a very conservative senator, uh, worked a lot, worked very hard on this legislation, and I think bitterly disappointed at what's happened to it. 
but uh, you know it's only half the battle, and I just don't see any chance whatsoever that this thing gets through the house. Uh, the speaker's basically said it's dead. So if the speaker says it's dead, it's dead. This seems like a Lucy in the football with Charlie Brown thing. It seems like this could really come back and bite Trump in the butt. Yeah, uh, you know, the key is going to be, you know, if if Bill Clinton were the president right now, uh, Bill Clinton would barnstorm the country, turn this into a massive, massive advantage. You'll recall when uh, Newt Gingrich and the Republicans shut down the government back in 95. Yeah. Clinton was able to turn that into a huge political asset. I just don't know that Joe Biden's got the political chops to capitalize on this, honestly. All right, Johnny, we appreciate it. Thanks so much for your help. Anytime, guys. Take care. Feel better, uh, Rachel. Oh, thanks, John. Didn't care. I didn't sleep much. <laughs> yeah, he didn't hear about your... He must not have heard. <laughs> I almost died twice last night. He's like, Rachie, Rachie, are you okay, sweetie Pooh? <laughs> he didn't say it like that. That's what I heard. <laughs> Isn't it funny? Mm. Our own yeah, translators. Am, am I missing something here? Like, all the stuff going on at the House and the Senate, it seems... This seems bad for the Republicans. It seems bad, but if the Republicans don't think it's bad and won't admit that it's bad, is it really bad? <laughs> and it's not. <laughs> and if the voters won't turn on them no matter what, then it can't be. Well, you know what? I heard Joe Biden making a speech, and he said, uh, make no mistake, if the border is not fixed, it's 100% because of Donald Trump. I agree with Hancock. He needs to be out there every day saying that. And if he doesn't, you should wonder why he's not out there every day saying. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back. I'm DGS on uh, KMOX. If you listen to the show for any amount of time, you know that we uh, try very hard to help out uh, with Veterans Affairs and First Responders. Uh, Angie Zahn is my guest here. We're going to be talking about Midwest Wing Fest and about Blue Sky Warrior Weekend and a movie called Trauma Comes Home. Uh, Angie got involved. Her husband, Bob, was a helicopter pilot in Vietnam, flew over a thousand missions. He was the first Purple Heart recipient that was sponsored to go to Blue uh, Sky's Warrior Weekend, uh, which, again, is a, a 
uh, cause that they support with the funds from Midwest Wing Fest. So a lot of moving parts, but we're going to make it simple for you. Angie, uh, pleasure to meet you. Thanks for being here. Well, thank you for helping us get the word out about this film and the training that's coming up. I know you've been very helpful with Midwest Wing Fest in the past, so thank yeah. you. Yo, you're very welcome. It's an honor. So take it away. Tell us, tell us everything that the people need to know to help out. All righty. Trauma Comes Home, Hope for the Warrior Family is a film that discusses the impact of trauma from war and maybe multiple deployments um, on not only the warrior, but also on family members. We hear mostly about PTS or PTSD and the warrior. Occasionally, we hear about moral injury in relation to the warrior, but we rarely discuss the trauma that comes home to the warrior family. So that's what this film is all about. Um, Crosswinds Foundation, they're located in Alabama. They produced three films, and this is the third in a trilogy. The first of the films, Invisible Scars, deals with PTS. The second one, Honoring the Code, focuses on moral injury. And these films are available online for viewing at um, on their website, crosswindsfoundation.org. Mm-hmm. Crosswinds felt very strongly that trauma comes home should be brought out to the families who need to know that they're not alone. And I suspect just because just as the veterans don't talk and uh, about their trauma and they don't tell their stories, they aren't confiding in their family either. And yet the families walk that walk with them with the trauma that they bring back. Um, so you did mention my husband, Bob. He was a helicopter pilot. He flew Huey gunships in Vietnam. Mm. And with all of those combat missions in just a year's time, he has over 80 names of friends who died that are on the wall, the Vietnam wall. He was 22 years old when this trauma happened to him. And we've been married 50. So if you think about the amount of trauma that he witnessed, was a part of, how does a young brain or how does anybody process all that? That's just crazy. To- like, like Angie, as you know, modern studies show that our brains don't really completely gel until we're 25 years old. And, and here's Bob out there, 22-year-old kid going through what he did. And like my dad was 17 in, in World War II. Think about the generations of men and women, because even though it's fairly recent that women have been in uniform and, and in uh, fighting areas, as far back as you go, women have been involved. Uh, right. For generations, men and women uh, leaving their homes, going off, seeing horrific things, being forced to do things that they find horrific, coming home, and then it's like, welcome home, let's have a picnic, go to work on Monday. It just doesn't work that way. Exactly. And they say really that, that the adolescent brain, they say, really doesn't, like you say, gel till about 28, more late 20s. And I always look at it as sort of like a, a crevice in a rock. And all of that bad stuff falls into that crevice. And it gets stuck there as a kid. And then it closes up. And all of that stuff is in there. And you hear about, um, particularly with those who suffer from PTS, the different triggers that they have, the nightmares, flashbacks, can't listen to large um, loud noises, those type of things. All of a sudden, they start to manifest themselves, and we don't understand it, and they don't understand it. But it's just that trauma that's trapped in that brain, and there is hope out there. Um, My husband was very fortunate through the vet center at Scott Air Force Base in Swansea to find a counselor who helped him get into some programs that um, taught meditation, taught him um, yoga. You might think that that's not exactly what a 70-something-year-old man is going to do, but I got to tell you, he knows how to use those tools Mm. and work them so that he can calm himself and bring him back to the present. That's great. Um, Yep, yep. Angie, uh, practically what do people do? When is all this taking place, and how do people get involved? 
Well, we're excited to say that uh, Crosswinds is coming in, and we're going to be at Southwest Illinois College, SWIC, in Belleville tomorrow. The film will be shown at 11 a.m. and then again at 2 p.m. The film is free. It's in their theater, and I have an address. It's at 2500 Carlisle Avenue in Belleville. Um, Friday, we are doing the training called Warrior Hope. And that is a warrior-to-warrior training to provide tools to help that warrior cope, heal, and then train that warrior for a new mission. You know, a lot of our military folks, they they have a mission. They know exactly what they're going to do. And then when they get out of the military, whether they separate or or retire, um, sometimes they're a little bit lost. They don't have a mission. So this is designed to help them focus on a new mission. And that mission has is, is going to help them heal. And I, I'd like to say that besides our family, Bob, myself, and my daughter, who are in this film, we also have two other families in the film who are going to be on site. One is a Purple Heart wife. The husband did not come. And the other is a Gold Star mom and dad. And you just have to hear their stories. Yeah. You just have to. Uh, any websites or anything like that that people can go to? They can go to, um, I think I did write that down. It's Crosswinds foundation.org, mm-hmm. all one word. And then on one of the things I can click through is Warriors on Mission. Okay. And I know that there have been some trailers out there um, from that website. They'll be able to see some of the trailers for this film. I know that it's free for veterans to order the first two films. I believe that you can find those online. Anybody can probably find those online to watch. And that was Invisible Scars, dealing with PTSD. And the second one is Honoring the Code with Moral Injury. Angie, thank you so much. Please say uh, say hello to Bob and tell him we said thank you. I certainly will. We appreciate it. And again, Dave, thank you so much for our, your support and, uh, you know, of Wingfest. Wingfest sent us out to Blue Skies for the Good Guys and Gals Warrior Weekend to Remember. And that's where we were able to come um, to be able to be interviewed by Crosswind. So we've had a lot of blessings in our life, and we really appreciate your support. That's great. Thank you. You know, it's good to... Uh... It's good to talk about good people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We do so much talking about, boy, this, these days, X, Y, Z. And it's almost like trying to spot a firefly next to a searchlight mm-hmm. because there is so much darkness out there and so many people taking advantage. But there are a lot of good human beings. And this would also be a case, kind of what we talked about earlier, where people are going to benefit from this knowledge that and, and the the... Um, the acceptance of psychological treatment and dealing with PTSD because in, in generations past, a lot of times it was just don't talk about it. You know, dad doesn't want to talk about yeah. the war. That was my grandfather. Yes, my dad. And, you know, did now it's a do. lot different. Everyone did their part. Right. Did this, that's all I did. Right. And then when they came home, a lot of people, I mean, we didn't have the structure or the knowledge that we have now of how to get help how you can direct people like, like with programs like these that can kind of put you back on a path where you're not dealing with it yourself. Because I think a lot of veterans in previous generations did. Yeah. Whether it was oh, becoming yeah. isolated or becoming alcoholics or whatever. Yeah. Taking it out on kids, taking yeah. it out yeah. on wives, taking, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Not that those things don't happen in modern times, but we do have access and knowledge that we didn't have before. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just sitting here thinking about uh, holistically how many veterans I've met and and spoken to and heard their stories. And then, like my dad, 
you know, when I was a kid, I'd hey, Dad, tell me about, you know, tell me about this, because it was cool. And he would say, like I just said, oh, everyone did their part, son. You know, right, so, right. That's, all, that's all I have to say. When my dad got Alzheimer's, the, he didn't know who he was or who I was, but he remembered in detail uh, the, the time during the war. Oh, yeah. And so he was just telling this guy who was asking questions, oh, yeah, Stinky Magoo, he was my uh, my bunkmate, and we did this, we did that, and then in the Philippines, and then we got attacked in the kamikaze, and just, and then he came home and went to work at Shell. <laughs> right? I mean, yeah. Never, never talked to a counselor. Never oh. talked to a pastor. You just swallow it. Yeah. That's what you did. Yeah. And that, that's my grandfather on my mom's side. He mm. went and he never told any of the adults in his life his war stories. But he told them when I, to me when I was a kid. Yeah. You said that. That's like, really interesting. And that was the only person he felt like it was okay to do it because I couldn't judge and I wasn't going to ask questions. You know, it wasn't because it was that's just how it was in that era. I yeah. Mean, 249 DGS. Wheels has a pretty amazing story here. <laughs> Which one? The Langford. Oh, God. I just saw this, and we, we're going to try to grab the audio at some point if you want to hear it, but uh, Senator Langford from Oklahoma just said uh, on the Senate floor earlier today, so again, not off-the-record comments, something I'd said on the Senate floor, and this is a direct quote of what he said. He said, I had a popular commentator tell me flat out, if you try to move a bill that solves the border crisis during this presidential year, I will do whatever I can to destroy you because I do not want you to solve this during the presidential election. So that is a United States senator, a Republican from Oklahoma, saying that a commentator threatened his career in an effort to make sure that this doesn't get done before the election. Some of them may have policy differences. Some of them have been very clear with me they have political differences with the bill. They say it's the wrong time to solve the problem or let the presidential election solve this problem. In fact, I had a popular commentator four weeks ago that I talked to that told me flat out before they knew any of the contents of the bill, any of the content, none, nothing was out at that point, that told me flat out if you try to move a bill that solves the border crisis during this presidential year, I will do whatever I can to destroy you. Because I do not want you to solve this during the presidential election. By the way, they have been faithful to their promise and have done everything they can to destroy me in the past several weeks. He should out him. Name whoever it is. Yeah, he, I mean, you're talking about the state of the country. Yeah. I mean, we, we keep being told this that's, is... That's beyond politics. That's, yeah. That's not just dirty politics. That's kind of just evil. You can't call something a, a crisis repeatedly no. and then say we can't do anything about that until nine or ten months from now. It's not a crisis if that's the case, right? If there was what you would literally call an invasion, you certainly wouldn't say, no, 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 let's wait nine or ten months to fight the invasion. It's entirely about who gets political credit. Why not do something, even if you think what you're doing now sucks? Wouldn't doing something that you think sucks now and then fixing it nine or ten months down the road, making it better, wouldn't that be the common sense way to do it? Of course. So even if you think this is not going to do enough, not enough is better than nothing, and not enough can be fixed later if your guy wins. 
Rach, how's it hit you? Um, you know, it's if they don't have if Republicans don't have the border to complain about, look, the economy has gotten much better. Uh, I just saw an article earlier today. Today, The vibe session is ending. You know, the difference between what's actually going on with the economy and then the vibes everyone gets through it. I think that they need this in order to have a sticking point to say, look at how look Joe Biden's running this country into the ground. If you don't have that talking point, then there's less of a fire for people to say, like, yeah, I don't need to go on. We all know what I'm talking about. Yeah. It's just one of those things where it baffles me that this can all be out in the open the way it is. And we can so openly discuss it and everyone knows what's <laughs> yeah, going on. Story, and yet it doesn't seem to make a difference. The story that you just <laughs> Good told point, Rach. was a not a throwaway story, but it was a 2.50 in the afternoon story. And at 3 p.m. we're going to go on to Stairway to Kevin. And then later on we're going to talk to a law professor. That story 20 years ago would have been wall-to-wall all day all night on the news that if a popular uh media person threatened a united states senator and the u.s senator went on the senate floor and told it that would have been the only thing people were talking about now it's just something that on the dave glover show at 250 we go oh this is interesting let's throw that in there Mm -hmm. that's 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 a pretty good indication of where we are it's it is baffling to me though that like why if you have the what I would call I guess we can call it guts or nerve or whatever to say that out loud on the Senate floor, why wouldn't you name them? I know, and I'm with Alvin Reed yesterday. I don't understand what these people have to offer. I don't have I don't understand what they have to threaten with. The only thing I can imagine is is the threat. There's nothing you could offer me to make me just sell my soul because I've been offered it. You guys know that. You know what I've been offered, and I didn't do it. The only thing I can think is that it's the threat to to just not come out and say, like, look, this whole thing is a giant farce. Here's what's going on. Name names, X, Y, Z. But they don't do it. I think it's just the fear of if I'm not on this guy's side, if I'm iced out, my career is over. Well, look, here's the thing. This is about Donald Trump to a great degree. But it's not all about Donald Trump. Donald Trump will either be president again or he won't. And if he is, he will never be again. The man's pushing 80. He's not going to be around forever. So this is about the country. You know, like there were things about Andrew Jackson that I'm sure people thought like this is an Andrew Jackson issue. No, it's a United States of America issue. Andrew Jackson's going to go on the ground like all the rest of us. And then we're going to have to proceed in some way. What's going on now is isn't just about Donald Trump and what he wants or temper tantrums or what have you. It is about how are we going to pull out of this to the point that we don't have cable commentators threatening U.S. senators on on bills, on legislation. Dave, I think you just take it so much more seriously than most of these people. I I really do think it's just a short-sighted what is the best thing for me today for most of these people. Because to be on Donald Trump's team to that extent, it's everything you just said is true. It, at most, he has one term left, but people still feel the need to align themselves because as of now, like he is the moment. He is still the kingmaker at this point. So they, they won't look forward. They have to keep holding on right now. Mm. Tragically, almost criminally myopic.
if if your job is to serve the country, mm-hmm. right. if your job is Which to is be it? a mouthpiece, the, you know, a professional talker like me, well, then you'd have to live with your own morals and, and make your own deal with God. I, I don't owe anything to the country. I've not taken an oath. I still do my best. But if you've taken an oath, I don't think you have that. I don't think you have that option anymore. No. Where's your pride, too? You're going to let people push you around when you're one of the most powerful people in the country? This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.